Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hang Out, the podcast that wants to know, when she said it was too much, do you wish you could still touch her? <laughs> it's just a question. But um, psh, the, the Swifties, <laughs> the Gaylers are going wild right now, mm-hmm. no one else. Anyways, from the West Coast, I'm Leos Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And we want to let you all know that our Croatia trip is officially confirmed. We have hit the first 10 spots. We have gotten all of our early bird spots filled. But we do also have a very generous Patreon supporter who has offered to cover the extra $100 for the next four people who sign up for our Croatia trip. So you still get the early bird pricing, which is amazing. You know how we say all the time we have the best patrons? We have the best patrons. We really do. So if you are one of the next four people, so we have 14 early bird spots, technically, to sign up, please let us know. We will figure out how to get that additional $100 credit back to you. But we have 18 spots total. So eight more spots left, four more early bird for Croatia. You can get that at bit.ly slash Croatia. We also want to remind everyone in season six, we have bonus episodes for our super amazing Patreon supporters that you can get at any level of Patreon support. Five of them are out so far. Uh, Our last one was on Chasing Amy. Our next one coming out in two weeks from this episode release will be on everything, everywhere, all at once. So if you want to catch all of the ones that we have released so far or uh, or join in time for our next episode, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Also, a quick shout out to some of our patrons who commented on our bonus episode. I feel like we've had some really good discussion about this movie in particular, Chasing Amy. About Chasing Amy? Oh, Yeah, yes. we did. Oh, yes. If you want to join us for our Should Have Been Gay live episode 100, how crazy is that? That is coming up. We have two special guests, Devin Hales and Bethany Brown. It's going to be on January 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. You can get your tickets at bit.ly slash SBG 100 live. I'm so excited. I'm I can't so even excited. Wait. In the greater Les universe, listen, there's a couple things going on these days. First of all, uh, Republicans are losing their minds over the gay M&Ms. The, the all-female M&M bag featuring... Isn't it the green, is the green M&M a lesbian now? Yes, but like yes. has always been a lesbian, let's well, be real. Sure. Should have been gay M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been gay. That's what we're doing for our Should have been gay 100. M&Ms. It's all M&Ms, bitches. Buckle up. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, there's always something so funny about, you know, watching the same people who are like, snowflakes with your safe spaces, like lose their minds over like an M&M's bag. I'm like, they're, they're tiny pieces of chocolate. They can't really hurt you. You're okay. I love it. Also, they have a, um, a purple. Yes. M&M that is supposed to represent plus size body positivity. So incredible. I want I want this bag of M&M's. Kelsey would love this bag of M&M's because she won't eat the blue M&M's. So this bag is like a dream come true. It is. This episode of Les Hangout, sponsored by the lesbian M&M's. In <laughs> other news, Ginny and Georgia season two just came out. We have an openly queer character who is great. I was telling Lee before we were recording that I love and hate Ginny and Georgia. So any of you out there who have uh, similar feelings would love to chat in love with georgia Mm, 
meh about Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Also in the Greater List universe, uh, things that are relevant to our interests. Number one, Yellow Jackets. Number two, Nicole Maines. Number three, Nicole Maines on Yellow Jackets. I'm so excited. Like, what a great casting announcement. And I'm just really excited for season two of Yellow Jackets. Like, pump it into my veins. I'm, listen, between uh, between the Nicole Maines announcement, the Elijah Wood announcement, whenever they announce the adult van casting, like, this season looks like it's going to be so fucking dope. I can't even stand it. Cannot wait. When is it coming out in March, right? March 26th. Yeah. We will be there for it. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 11 of season six, Finding Your Herd. <laughs> You're Get killing it? these her puns Get today. what I did there? Oh, I got, did you, I got it. Did you see it? That's right. Um, (laughs) We are joined by a very special guest today. We have Jill O'Sullivan, who's the community manager and the event host for the app Her, aiming to help every queer person find love and community. Jill, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Appreciate the puns. That is 90% of my job. It's an endorsable skill on my LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> you can do that? Oh, my God. I need to put that on my LinkedIn. There's like many levels you can do on LinkedIn. What's the highest level of a skill you can do? You know what I mean? Like proficient, advanced. But there has to be like another level besides that. And that's what you are in puns. <laughs> Master. I don't know. <laughs> One of my coworkers said it as a joke. And I went to type it in thinking I was going to be funny. And it popped up. After like two letters, it was like puns. And I was like, oh, incredible. I have someone to dethrone. Um, <laughs> I'm going to strongly consider adding that to my LinkedIn. That would that would serve me well, I think. Right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, anyone would be happy to have you on their team. Yeah. Pun master. Yeah. Nailed it. Incredible. Well, Jill, thank you for hanging out with us. It's going to be a very fun conversation. First, why don't you tell us, I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of HER, capital H-E-R, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about HER, the app, what it does, what you do at HER, all that fun stuff. Sure thing. So HER is a dating app and social community for queer folks. Our goal is to help every queer person in the world find their person, find their group, find their herd. (laughs) Yes. And get that. <laughs> we'll make it happen. It's fine. <laughs> and we have like the dating section of our app, which is sort of what people go in expecting. You go for the swipes, you stay for the community. We have a forum with about 30 communities, different hobbies, activities, um, identities, expressions, that where you can post sort of Facebook style and socialize that way as well. I am the community manager at HER, which means it is my job to help you find those people, to post engaging content throughout, to host events, to post things like questions of the week and are we met on HER stories so that people get warm fuzzies, that people do really meet on this app. (laughs) And yeah. I love that. What are some of the communities? Like, What are some of the names of the communities or your favorites? My favorites, recipes and foodies. It's super cool. We have, get people sharing their family recipes and things like that. We have good vibes only, which, as stated, it's memes, it's shit posting, it's gifts, it's puns. Incredible. <laughs> Maybe this is controversial, but like, do you feel like now that Twitter is turning into a dumpster fire and that like the her community? Is the place for all of us to go to oh my for God, our shit posting, for our memes, go? for our like Twitter groups. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is this is an opportunity. Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, because you know what? Every news story that comes out, it's like, what is content moderation? Why you should care about content moderation? Like, this has been my job for so many years. Come, my babies, I will protect <laughs> you. We have guidelines in place. Please be our friend. We promise we do not function that way. And we also, verification on our app is free. You get a check mark for free and you can keep it that way. So, Incredible. shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
When did you start working at her? How long have you been working in community? Oh, gosh. Okay. So officially and like with a paycheck and things, <laughs> um, I've been employed for about a year and a half. I started on the review team, which every account that gets verified is verified through actual human people who match photos. So I started with that, moved to community manager. Those were both sort of part-time and then got promoted to full-time where I also answer support tickets. So if you email us, chances are it could be me answering your help questions. But I was a volunteer moderator for about five years on the app before I was oh, wow. an actual how, official employee. Yeah, how long have you been like officially working there? Because we, we were saying before uh, before we started recording that like we had Robin on years and years ago. And for those who don't know, Robin is the founder of her. <laughs> Thanks for context, Ellie. <laughs> just because you're like, yeah, Robin. <laughs> Everyone knows Robin. I just got back from vacation. And my brain <laughs> is so slow right now. <laughs> So I know the app existed like before then. Timeline us, timeline us. <laughs> I've been there about a year and a half. Okay, um, cool. And when I first joined as a moderator, it had already branded to her. Some folks might know it as Datch, which is what the app launched as many, many, many years moons. Ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, many moons. I don't know how many specific moons, but it is a many. Yes, I know. And time is a meaningless void these days. So who knows? Yeah. How have you seen for us? most of our communities online through Let's Hang Out, right? We have a Discord chat for our patrons. Like we host Zoom watch parties. Like because I feel like depending on where you live, most queer people don't have a significant amount of other queer people that they like know where to find, right? I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, how do I find another queer person? And, like, let's figure that out. So how have you seen, like, the online aspect of that help people who might not be able to find that queer community in person? If you're like me, you Google lesbian apps and you download the first (laughs) Mm -hmm. one that comes up and then you work there. (laughs) Is this, like, the career equivalent of U-hauling? We need a term for that. (laughs) Very much. What do you call that? We need a new name. It's like we had screw hauling for Office like when you maxing. move in just to have sex more often. We need we need like the the job equivalent. I don't know what you call it yet. Well, we will find See, something. I promise you. Come up with it and I'll endorse yes. your puns. Okay, yes. great. <laughs> we'll make a new shirt, Ellie. <laughs> yes. But like who are I guess who are the users that you most types of users that you feel like most need this online community? Honestly, like you said, folks that don't I don't want to say don't have any other option, but don't have if you live in a metro city, you take for granted that there's drag shows and queer nights and potlucks. But if you're in the middle of nowhere in, you know, Alabama or Alaska or something, you you certainly don't have those options. And there's more people around you than you think there are. And, you know, apps like this can help you find that. You might think you have no community, but there's pockets. And if there's not Online, I think through COVID, we all know that Zoom is better than nothing and text is better than nothing. So if you can feel that sense of attachment, get emotionally attached to people's posts. You know, the more you see someone online, you know that they're, they got engaged and now they're married, things like that. And you make your little queer online little nest of folks. And I really hope that we can, we can give that to people. Yeah, do you do you have that? Like do you have a bunch of online friends that you found through her? I absolutely do. Being a moderator myself when I started early on and now I am in charge of the moderators now, it's created a very weird friendship of these people that have been around me online moderating for so many years that now I know when things happen, I get birthday texts and things like that. But even just in the app, there are folks that I know from before I worked there that post consistently and share their life, share their struggles. And, you know, maybe somebody goes away for a while and you're really excited when they come back. Like, yay, they sorted something out. They're back. It's exciting. And it's really We've cool had that experience in our Discord as well since we started it where it's like, you know, you get people who are like super active for a while. And then like it's I feel like it's a roller coaster, right? Like everyone's got life stuff. You've got more time. You've got less time. You've got 
Um, like we have one of our Discord users, like she and her wife had their first baby, and there was definitely like like a lull of that, you know, like newborn phase, and then now starting to pop up more, and you're like, oh yay! <laughs> it is crazy, like the just the cycles. Yeah, the cycles I mean that you go also through. like in a weird way, Lee. Like I feel like you're my online friend, which is hilarious. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I know. I mean, almost any time I'm on my phone, like Kelsey's just like, "How's Ellie?" and I'm like, "Good." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, we have met in person, but like the amount of interactions we have, like we have 90% of our interactions online. I mean, more, I would say more than that. Yeah. 95. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yet, like, I always say this, but I'm like, we, like, you're one of the most consistent relationships in my life for the past six years is <laughs> like every single week I will talk to Lee. Right. Like, and I feel like there's a lot of other people like that, like. Maybe they're not recording their conversations and they're just having them private. You know, maybe they don't publicize them to the whole world. But like, wow, yeah, who lo- would do that? Yeah, <laughs> like who thinks they're that interesting? Yeah, right, crazy. <laughs> but I feel like there's a lot of people who like some of their best friends are their online community, and like I think it's awesome that we have this such an interconnected world that we can do that, and particularly with spaces like her, like you're talking about that are very intentional about that. I mean, we we have found each other for a very long time. Like, before her had community spaces, like, there were spaces that queer people would try to find each other online. Tumblr or, like, even now, like, people are, like, really into fandom because they find, like, that group of people who loves the same show that they do and they can join a Facebook group or talk on Twitter, like, live tweet the episodes. I don't know where I'm going with this, just that I love the fact that as queer people, if you don't have someone like directly next to you, like you still feel like you have those those people. And I don't know. Do you think that I know everyone has that right? Like everyone now in the world we live in has online friends. But do you feel like there's a difference in how the queer community creates that online community than like the rest of the heteronormative worlds from personal experience absolutely pre her i've actually never met face to face my online best friend from high school yep and sounds right we found each other on a different website and we were going through some things figuring out you know am i gay am i bi that sort of thing and we just it was very easy to be like oh you're like me let me unpack all of my baggage and trauma oh you still want to talk to me great and that makes it so much easier. I feel like in the digital age, we're sort of quicker, good, bad, or otherwise, to sort of be like, this is what I'm about. And this is my issue. What's yours? Oh, cool. You still want to be that person. Let's talk. Whereas in person, you're like kind of hiding and who are they? Who am I? And at least I won't throw anybody else under the bus. But for me, I'm just like, making jokes I would never make in person (laughs) or maybe giving details I would never give in a first meet with somebody else online because you sort of have that thousand mile distance between you and to a less dramatic degree I think that's how the queer community sort of functions in app so in queer communities like her like we have a movies and tv show community So maybe you're watching the L word, maybe you're watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and you make a post that says, who else hates this couple or who else is rooting for this first kiss? And to get a dozen responses almost immediately of other people who feel that rage and or love with you that in a way that only queers can (laughs) um, is great. Yeah. Well, we just we all we consume media so differently you know at the queer community just in a general sense i mean okay listen i ellie's gonna hate me but <laughs> just, right, since I st- just since <laughs> i started the episode with some with some taylor oh, are we going swift to taylor swift lyrics? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. why we're talking i'm like okay yes that's you're, why. you're right i'm sorry it's just because i've had this conversation so much lately since midnight's dropped that like it's always funny to me the experience of like listening to Taylor Swift music as a queer person when you talk to other queer pre- queer people about it versus like talking to straight people where you're just like wow we're living in like two different 
universes right now. Like, we just, we're on different planes. Like, there are totally separate things happening here that have nothing to do with each other. And it's just, it's fascinating to me. Like, the, the, I mean, I, I'm not going to drag us down into the, like, Gaylor theories and and all that, Elliot. But I just think that it's like, (laughs) We do <laughs> we do connect to things differently and I think that sometimes it's why like you know I I we have plenty of straight friends and like pl- I mean especially right now like having kids like we spend a lot of time with like other like straight couples and and things like that and it's just it's like there are certain times where I'll, you know you try to get into like shows you're watching and things and I'm just like wow I cannot talk to you about this like, because I can't I'm like I need to give you like a primer on like what I'm even talking about and like what is happening in, that you just you don't have to do with other queer people you know like they get your references they get what you're talking about they understand like the context of yeah like the ships you ship or the things that happened in this show or the other shows that it's that you're referencing it's just anyways that was a long tangent to say that but no, it's a fascinating like thing. One of the most wild conversations I've ever seen in the movies and TV show community was about the show You on Netflix, mm-hmm. about like the dude who stalks her. Yeah, very interesting to see half of the queer community be like, "Uh, men, this is why men are a problem," and other people who are like, "Yeah, but he's cute though," <laughs> and to just watch it explode. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's highly controversial. Really controversial. Yeah, very much, very much controversial in a way I did not anticipate. But it's like it's like when you watch people who don't watch House of Dragons. Like, I just saw someone posting that they were like, what, "Oh my god!" I, yeah, they were like, "I've been seeing all of these thirst traps about this couple, and like all of these people who are like so, and the music, and the this, and they were like totally into it, totally into it, and then they were like, was nobody gonna tell me that like that's her <laughs> uncle? Like what?" the yep that's fine it's all fine you know so yeah i mean that that happened (laughs) yes well to go back to what you were talking about before a little bit lee that we're still talking about but like i also find that even though like at the beginning i was talking to me about taylor swift ellie (laughs) i'm not talking about taylor swift (laughs) you will though in terms of community i feel like even in a metro area online community is still important so it's like i feel like it's not like an either or situation right first of all like just for topics that you might be interested in that like maybe like i mean the reason me and lee connected is because like when we started talking the things we wanted to talk about no one around us wanted to talk about like it was like okay we want to (laughs) talk including my wife (laughs) yeah yeah like we want to talk about this gay shit and no one wants to listen, but like we want to listen to each other, so we can. And then, and then we yeah. want like a couple other thousand people. To yeah, and then we want more us. people to yeah. listen to us. But, <laughs> but my point is that like I, I just feel like, especially now when we know online community was all we had, I feel like now we're sort of shifting back into that part where like online and in person are both important, but like. For me, I feel like online community has like has made a different impact post pandemic. I d- I feel like it still has a place. Is my point? Like it still Absolutely. has a place. Like you said, um, it's not an either or. Um, I know personally, I had a lot of anxiety about going to gay bars and things like that. Even though I was out and I live, I'm from Chicago. I'm in a pretty safe place to be queer. But in my head, they were so clicky and judgy, and that's not any indication to them at all. That's all my own things, that it's a bar where everybody knows everybody, and they're going to know that I'm new, and oh my gosh, so it's easier for me to go online. Obviously, totally not the case, but for me, that's why online community was so important. And now, through COVID, where you you have work from home, you have weddings on Zoom, and things like TikTok and Be Real, where you're looking at media in so many different ways. And our digital events were an attempt to try to bring that closeness because we weren't doing the club nights. We weren't doing the queer dances and stuff that maybe 
some folks have been to. We were just trying to make it work and figure out what we could do. And people still show up and people still come to our digital events and still want to have that place to just sort of chill from their house, talk to people and just be casual about it and not make a big deal. And I think that's amazing. I love being able to give that to people and to hang out with people without having to take a train. What kind of digital events are you hosting? Because we're, I mean, we do the same thing all, all through COVID. We were doing virtual trivia nights and we have, well, this is not, this is forward, but we're going back to doing our virtual trivia nights again and finding that it's maybe a little bit different, but we still have certain trivia events that a lot of people want to come to. Like, so I'm just curious what, what types of events you're having and how that's been going. Yeah, it was full of me playing around and sort of seeing what stuck and what people wanted to go to. Um, we had a book club for a while at the height of COVID when people were sort of baking bread and reading things um, that went really well. Our most popular events are speed dating. It's an hour long and we use little icebreaker questions and things like that. Every round is six minutes. Some of them are open just to like everybody. Some of them are local. Some of them are more like identity or age based. We've been doing just hangouts of just, hey, I'm making a Zoom call. If you want to talk about anime, you should join the Zoom call and let's talk about that sort of a thing. We were doing movie nights until everybody got smart and stopped letting me stream them, <laughs> where everything sort of got blacked out. But yeah, I want to bring that. It's back. been a problem. We do we do watch parties <laughs> with our patrons, and uh, you got to get tricky sometimes. Yeah, I'm hoping I can bring that back for the holidays. We had the most people and the most conversation around terrible queer Christmas movies. <laughs> Um, or controversial <laughs> queer Christmas movies. Like, which we, we don't know any of, of what you're never talking about. Never heard any of, any of those. No, never. No. They're all flawed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> love it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we do the same thing. It's like, it's just so fun to watch a gay movie with a bunch of gay people. And like, really, you don't get to do that unless you go to like, I don't know, like a queer film festival, maybe. But like those happen few and far between and like in major metro cities. Right. So otherwise, you're just like sitting with your girlfriend or like alone watching a gay movie. So like, you know, otherwise, the I feel like doing a, a group watch party has been one of at least our most fun things to do with our uh, listeners for sure. It's also something that we've sort of done at work at her. Um, once a month, we have a queer education meeting where somebody picks a topic and talks about queer stuff, whatever their know-how is, whatever a topic that they feel strongly about. And one of the first ones, if not the first one we ever had, was watching Carol because a coworker of ours found out that only a couple of us had seen it. So we all, Good as for a company, them watched how many yeah. people work at her we're at a bit over 20 right now full-time so 20 queer people watching carol sounds great that was fantastic. count me in <laughs> um, 20 angels flung out of space <laughs> yes <laughs> correct i'm curious about the speed dating do you have any like because you said you write articles about like couples who have met through her are there any success stories from these virtual speed dating? Or they, you have some in person too? Yes. Um, we did have in-person speed dating pre-COVID. We have not gone back to that um, post-COVID. It's all online. We have not had any speed dating specific success stories that have come through my pipeline yet. So if you have met your person at one of our dating events, please email us. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk about it. But they work really well, and I always do a follow-up post because we use a third-party app to sort of host the game part of speed dating. And after every event, I'll make a post in the Her community so that, hey, if you just want to talk on Her, this is your chance. Like, comment below. People can find you. And we always get 
dozens of comments and little hearts and stuff. So stuff is going on. Things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not emailing me about it. Well, and and I'm curious, too, because, like, I know, I mean, we, we you mentioned, like, her originally launched at, under Dutch, like, had a different name. And it did start, like, much more heavily as a dating app, right? And then I feel Absolutely, like there's yeah. been kind of like a... a conscious effort i think to build up over the over the years since then as both right like as a dating app and as a place to find community and i'm curious like when you when you're kind of doing both like what has that looked like like what are the conscious choices and then is it funny to see things where it's like your community event is also speed dating right like I like how you kind of straddle like both of those. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> that people will connect while talking about a movie and then you're like, oh, okay, I've accidentally created magic here. Like, this is fantastic. It's a really weird but very cool space to sort of play with both. And where that sort of gets the most interesting, we have an in search of friends community and an in search of love and dating community. That's sort of a if you like pina coladas style personals kind of vibe to it it's interesting to see those people who post in there post their little hey this is my name this is where i am sort of things sit on that for a minute and then wander into other communities like well as long as i'm posting in this one i'll post to other things and see if people want to talk there and it's really interesting to see like maybe the love and dating one isn't getting a super lot of traction but you posted this opinion about, you know, this anime or whatever. And now, like, okay, now there's things happening. And you sort of see people warm up to talking to people. And it's very cool to see that people sort of harbor these friendships, that they hopefully move on to more than that, that you can see them start to get a little saucy back and forth before, you know, it goes to DMs and things like that. And it's it's very cool. It's very wholesome in a way that, I can't always. I find that so like, there's no other word for it, but gay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because like, I just feel like that's how queer people, for the most part, like, it's like, okay, you can take a queer person and put them on an online dating site, but like, they're still dating like a queer person. Right? Like where I feel like in person, it's like, we were friends for four years. And then like, eventually, I was like, let me try to hold her hand while we're watching this movie and now we're married. (laughs) So it's like sort of like interesting to see the social dynamics of that of like, okay, like I'm a little bit nervous to go like full out confident, like I want to date you. But like, how about we figure out if we're friends and we'll test the waters here. Like I find it so fascinating that it's like just so gay. Has someone done like a sketch yet where they're like, you know, I don't know, like she swiped right on me and then messaged me first and like set up a date and now we've <laughs> gone out. But like, I don't know if she really likes me. <laughs> so, like, That's actually hilarious. <laughs> Does her have a TikTok? I'm sure. Do you have a TikTok? We do. Yeah. We that would be hilarious. Someone please TikTok make that. For her. Make that TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she swiped right. She slid into my DMs. She keeps liking all my comments on community. Do you think she's interested? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's wild how much it happens. And like even my DMs, most of them are people who see my bio that I work there and have like tech support questions or whatever. But <laughs> they the ask last, tech support like, questions. Aren't they into me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are you flirting with me or do you have Wi-Fi problems? Um, but like the last genuine DM I got, they had posted, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? I can top it. And so I posted terrible like c-list horror movie and she dm'd me and she's like if you liked this unironically you should watch these other terrible campy awful horror movies and i did and they were amazing in like the worst way and so i messaged back and she was like yeah and that's how our conversation started because she was weirdly aggressively like i've seen worse movies than you and it (laughs) great line great pickup line (laughs) i know the worst movies no i know the worst movies (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I feel like that's the way to go on a dating app is to, like, really just, like, niche down onto, like, what you love and care about. And, like, if she if she had 
DM somebody else like something that and they didn't answer, then like that's not your person. Like that's not your people. So you're fine. You just said something like completely off the walls. And if people respond in the right way, then like that's the correct person. If they don't respond, like goodbye. That's it. And like I was flattered. Like you took the time to assess my horrible movie. And went, wait, this means you like these sort of themes. And did yeah. I mention it's a musical? And I was like, oh, okay. Wait, also, what's the suggestion? Yeah, no, now we're like now so invested. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Is this now, now you see, now you hit the, the keywords for Ellie and I. For and mu- we're like, yeah, tell musical? us more. Tell us musical? about it. Musical horror. Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. What? It's a terrible horror musical I'm in. comedy. All in Poultry one. I'm Geist. in. Wow. One of my poultry guys. Yeah. Okay. Like, we'll do we'll do a watch party. <laughs> oh my god. When I was younger, like that was like a thing for my dad where he would be like, "Let's go to the movie. Like go to Blockbuster cuz you know what year this was." Sure. Go to Blockbuster and look up we have no clue what this movie is about, but we find the stupidest title and we just get it. And we just watch it and we watch this movie called Ginger Dead Man that we'll never forget. It's like <laughs> A gingerbread, murderous gingerbread man. And it was horrible and great. Now, for the kids out there, Blockbuster Mm -hmm. (laughs) was a big building (laughs) with a glowing sign on the front. And you would go and rent these little black boxes that played movies. (laughs) Do we think, like, you know how, like, um, things always, like, go in cycles? Like, eventually... It's going to be like Netflix to open up brick and mortar shops yes. where you can shop oh my for God. DVDs. Absolutely. Crazy. Listen, the same way. Th- I just bought a cassette. So. <laughs> the, the, did you really? That's incredible. Yeah. The same way that we're like slowly reinventing cable on itself, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're like, there's so many streaming services. What if somebody just bundled them all together? And you're like, yeah, I already pay 200 bucks a month for that. It's fucking cable. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't ever watch it. And my wife hates me and wants to get rid of it. <laughs> but then every four years, I'm like, the Olympics are on and I want to watch them. So. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to well, do? Well, what do the Olympics stream on? Then you just buy like a month, month I subscription know. to that. It's NBC, though, and like who wants that? Oh, Peacock is a yeah. great streaming service. I have it. Do you really? I do. Hopefully not a sponsor. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Peacock. Cut to commercial. Sponsored by Peacock. Cut to an ad. No, I just got it because I love love 30 Rock and I love um, Parks and Rec. Oh, I just bought the Parks and Rec DVDs. Like, that's easier. We're we're spiraling. We're spiraling. I know. um, I want to talk a little bit. Or like how Uber keeps trying to reinvent buses. They're like, do you want a giant Uber that's like shared by a bunch of people and has a set route? And you're like, no, it's a bus. <laughs> just like, just invest in public transportation in your local area. What is happening? Private public transportation. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. No, but that's literally what they do. They just keep trying to invent it where they're like, do you want public transportation, but only for rich people? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. No, I don't. All right, but to to wrap back in. Um, Sorry, queer community. Where were we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just talking about how the gays are so bad. Like, will not think that anyone's hitting on them until it's like ten years later, and they've finally given them the clues. But we got um, married three years ago. Is she into we, me? Is she still into me? Yeah. I want to talk a little bit. This is not really relevant, but I'm just gonna 
switch us over. I know it might not be as common right now because we're we're still slowly heading back into in-person events. But I just want to talk about that like connection between the two. Like there's also like online community on her, but is there is there a section of her that like advertises public events, right? Where like people could could see like, oh, there's a drag show near me or there's like a lesbian night at this bar, stuff like that, like the merging of the online sort of like for like that finding things and then like you go in person and actually do the thing. Our event section in app does do digital and local events. Lately, post-pandemic, these aren't necessarily things that her is putting on, but are things that maybe coworkers are doing or things that we just think will be popular. Pride especially. I was putting as many Pride events in as many cities as I could possibly find. But if things come through our way or if users let us know like, hey, did you hear about this event? That goes to me and I'll put it in there for that exact reason. We also, during Pride, we did a her meetup where like if you buy your ticket to this event in New York, we're going to be at this bar come on over, say hi. Like, you don't want to go to that event alone. That's okay. We'll go with you. Like, we'll all move from the bar to the event together so that it's awkward for all of us. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so we were focusing on digital, but we absolutely put other things. And if I can highlight things, like Chicago does a non-binary film night, I think once a month. If we have, you know, queer people of color, artist galleries, things like that. Um, things that aren't necessarily as widely publicized or as known about. Like, those are the sort of things I grab. I love that. I also love, I don't know, I just feel like there's this this central theme of, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening can relate, of, like, there's a social anxiety that comes from being, like, the only queer in a space, right? I mean, you even talked about, like, I'm nervous to go to a lesbian bar because, like, what if I show up there and, like, nobody talks to me? So, like, I also feel like it's just nice that it feels as though her is trying to be intentional about helping those people feel more comfortable. Absolutely. Like, We want folks to embrace the community around them. We want people to feel safe. We want them to feel like they have folks on their side because we are on your side. Doesn't matter if, you know, you're in your 60s and just figuring it out or if you're a little baby gay who just turned 21 and wants to hit all the clubs imaginable we want you to find your people we want you to be safe and have your people and have fun and you know just hang out and meet folks and find true love (laughs) just a few little things those beautiful things yeah one or two it's fine it is funny though it's like like living in the world we live in now right where like where you can do that you can do the like oh i'm gonna post on this thing i'm on this app i'm in this community i have this niche thing where it's like is it just me do you ever just think back like hey can you imagine like 30 40 years ago like not even just being queer i'm just like how did people used to make friends like because i'm the same way man i'm like listen like the idea of just like going to a new bar like by myself where I like didn't know anyone like without any friends and just being like I'm in a new city I just moved here and I'm just gonna like go and meet people I'm like that nope (laughs) 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 just nope I'm like I would just be sitting there sadly with a little drink by myself being like somebody talk to me and like yeah I don't know I'm like There's just something that's really nice about, like, for people who are comfortable in those spaces, like, amazing, bless you, uh, and, like, are able to just sort of, like, navigate life like that, like, looking at you, Ellie. I know. It's like, who? (laughs) Looking at (laughs) you. Take me to the bar any day of the week. but But it's also just, like, I don't know, it's just so nice having, like, options like we just have options now you know of like if you are comfortable putting yourself out there you can if you're if you like need some extra support help community if you're just like feel more comfortable being like i can type to people great like i don't know we just have so many options i just don't know how anyone lived (laughs) with that (laughs) technology i think 
It's the answer. Yeah. Well, I do feel like the like online community is definitely like a huge, huge help for introverts. Because like the world was yeah. not adaptable, like was not adapting to introverts prior to online community, right? It was just like, oh, figure it out. Like that's why you have all these like, you know, people will be like, so like there's all these articles about like introverts, how to make friends. Like how about an article about like extroverts, like stop talking to me or something. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, like I think it's like that thing too, where it's like prior to this. Yeah. It was just not as. No, it was all like, here's how to have a firm handshake when you go out. How to to make friends and influence people. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Be, Be a man. Right, but <laughs> have you tried being a cis straight a white man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, I do feel like even, I mean, in the past thirty years, but even in the past four or five years, yeah. like things have shifted, which is great. Do you have any like favorite favorite moments or like memories from the past year and a half, like from your groups or from like any sort of community events you've hosted? You know what? I will say our 40 plus community is amazing. They're so active and so supportive and like they exchange recipes and like if somebody has a problem like I can't get my washing machine to work, like people will help and troubleshoot it and stuff in a way that's very cool to me. But they actually do meetups. They organize them themselves and they've met each other and driven out to each other. They post pictures like, hey, guess who I saw or guess who I flew out to see? And, like, that's amazing. That's I love so that energy. It's so wholesome. It's so cute. Post-pandemic, it makes my heart so happy that anybody is outside and doing things, hopefully safely. So moments like that. Or people will post sort of casually without, like, filling out our survey and making it technical of, like, after nine months of messaging, she said yes. And post, like, a picture of them on a date. Yeah, And, like, those moments I love are it. why I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, and I, we love to see it. it it's, we it's, really do. It's great. Like, I cannot stress enough to all, like, everyone listening, like, how much we do love to see it. Because it's, like, same thing. Like, we have a couple people, like, a couple listeners who, I mean, like, obviously there's, like, our Discord um, community. And, like, I, it just, those people fill us with joy. But we also have people who just, like message us a lot like people who will kind of you know like message like instagram dms and stuff like that and like some of those where you start you know you'll get like the the new photo and there's like a girl in it and you're like yay like hooray (laughs) hooray you found somebody and it's just like yeah like we do get we're here for it we're invested like i i don't know i feel like that's ellie and i exactly yeah yeah i can't imagine like Working on a dating app and being like, okay, so there's literally so many people that I can be like, I ship you. Then I yes. ship you. <laughs> Incredible. It's the investment. Like, I genuinely, if you post that you are four years sober, I genuinely want to hype you up. Yeah. If you post that you're married, I genuinely am so happy for you. Like, and so do the people in the community. Like, we want those happy moments. We want to share that with you. We want to celebrate you. We want to give you that place. I'm so happy and honored that you feel that you have that space where you can share that with us. Like that means the world to me. And I love we're to here for the, we're Ellie's, here for the Ellie's going to quit the podcast and go work at her now. I know. I was like, that sounds like a great <laughs> job. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am here for it. There's, so there's one question that like is like so ridiculous, but I just want to ask. I just have this in my mind. So, you know, on like, straight dating apps let's call it every dating app that's like not her straight dating app but on other dating apps there's like i have some straight women friends who like they're swiping through and there's like this man who's holding a fish right every do you know man. like do you mean every man yeah like that's, every like, man that's, every like, man their is thing, holding right? why like, are they all holding they're all fish. holding a fish right what do you think is the queer equivalent of a man holding a fish. Like, what are the pictures Ooh, that you see most often? Good question. On, I just think that's, like, hilarious. That's such a good question. Oh, like, because it's so true. Like, that's perfect commentary on how swiping is. The one I see probably consistently the most is the out for, like, date night, night on the town over the shoulder 
like this is my outfit, probably some sort of neon light Instagram-y wall sort of situation mm-hmm. or fairy lights or something of just like, I go out and I do things and I'm fabulous. <laughs> There's a lot of that. And they always look amazing, but like it's, and also beaches, always with the beaches. Hiking. There's a lot of hiking. Yeah, that's what I was like. Is it like, I don't know, like with my skateboard or something? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what are the, or like, I know, do a lot see, of people take like a pride flag pick. <laughs> They're like wrapped in their flag. I don't know. Well, and it's funny because neither, I, haven't been on a dating neither, app I know you, neither you and I are on dating apps. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with like what my guess would have been just based on like, mine would all be based on like what happens in like the TikTok thirst traps that like you can't get away from. I feel like my guess would just be like tank top pictures. Like I feel like lesbians are, are super back still a thing. Like am I showing yeah. my age? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It is flannel season, so yes. holding a pumpkin. Yeah, is, is a vibe right or now. Or like a picture with well, their cat, or like it's just always. the cat. Like it's just no picture cat. of their face. It's just the cat. Like, I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't know. what Listeners, let us know. Like, what are the pictures? Like, send us, what are your, the, what are send the us your dating app photos you because when you're we're, sleeping. Not, we're not on the apps. We need to know what they are. Yeah. I just right? need to know what they are. Yeah. And let us know if they're successful. Yes. yes. Because if you, maybe you change your photos and you're like, well, ever since ever I'm since holding did, a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> is it just women holding fish? Like, is that somehow I don't know that I've better? ever seen a fishing photo on her. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I don't know that I've ever seen that picture. Listen, also, I like, so clearly in my mind, shouldn't, shouldn't, really shouldn't fish be our thing? Like, you'd think, no. You're just, right. Men, I mean... stop taking our fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Can I'm I tell so... you, this is the stupidest story, Ellie, but I'm going to tell it anyways, is, um, so I mentioned, I was just on vacation, my, my wife and I took our kids to Hawaii, and we went out for dinner on, like, our last night there, and just got, like, a nice dinner, and I ordered, I mean, it's Hawaii, like, we, fish is, like, all you eat, but I, we, I ordered this fish on the last night we were there, and it was, I think it might actually be the best thing I've ever eaten in my life, it was incredible, but all I could think the whole time, Ellie was like, you look like a woman who appreciates fish, and I was just like, Mm -hmm. I am that woman. You are that woman. I I do, I, I am appreciating this, but anyways, it was really good, it was really good fish. (laughs) <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm reliving the fish and it was incredible. <laughs> it sounds great. Next time I get in Hawaii, I will get some fish. I'm I'm will tell you where to I would tell you like go here and order this fish. It was that good. I'll do it. I've actually okay. never been to Hawaii, but the first time I go to Hawaii. Oh my god, let's go. go. We'll go. Okay. So Jill, before we wrap up and get into our QA, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about the her community? I think that folks should just know that even if you think it's not a space for you, you're probably wrong. We support trans folks. We support non-binary folks, questioning folks, gender fluid folks, the asexual community. We have a community just for you. If you're not sure, if you're figuring it out, if you're even thinking about it, we're here for you. We'll help you figure it out. We want to see you, you know, comfortable with yourself, with others, with the community around you. And it's more than just a lesbian dating app, I promise. There's there's more to it than that, and there's more folks on it than that. Love it. Love that. Thank you for that. I, rem- I think I remember when we talked to Robin, this was years ago, that her had already started, like, when you created your profile. There were, like, 35 different genders or something like that that you could choose from like I know that her has been very intentional about yes being open absolutely. to all members of our community you can also write in custom answers on your profile so if we don't have something that quite speaks to you it's an open text field you can write it yourself and express yourself the way that you want to the way you need to and we respect that we admire that we want to know about that so that we can add it to make it more inclusive. But yeah, we have tons of profile options, tons of communities, events that go for all sorts of folks. We have a bisexual hangout tomorrow 
when we're recording this it will be tomorrow <laughs> when you're listening to this um, but there's so much more I right? love that and we try to be very intentional to make sure that anybody under the queer rainbow there's a spot for you I love how I said we're going to go to our Q&A, but I want to talk about something else. You want to talk about something else? On I, that I was just going to say, I feel like that's um so good, too, because I know like we do get we hear from like a lot of listeners who like found the podcast and will write to us to say how like they just don't have a lot of community around them or like they're still in high school or in college and like haven't really been able to like settle down somewhere and like find their people and find their community and so it's like I don't know I just feel like it's so great to make like to have those people know that it's like this is an option like this is out there and there are like you know there are spaces like this and I don't know it just makes me happy that's all yeah well and also there are folks in relationships in the community too so don't let the dating part scare you there's plenty of folks who are happy and married and things and hang out just to be around their people and get that sense of community. I love that. I also would just love to like double down on the asexual community because I feel like that's great too, right? It's like, okay, you have a space for, can you talk a little bit more about that? Like about that community? Absolutely. Um, That was actually one of the first things I did um, as community manager is I started two new communities. Um, One of them is music and podcasts. And the other one was asexual because coming through support, coming through just being a moderator, we had tons of folks from ace folks, from arrow folks who were posting in other communities, but they all came from this place of, I know I don't quite fit here. I know I maybe shouldn't post here. They all had that hesitancy that like broke my heart because post where you need to post. And it was just, it hurt my heart and like, I need to give these folks a space. We already had trans communities, non-binary communities, lesbian, bisexual. And it was so important to me to give asexual folks and folks on the ace spectrum sort of a place to go. And like you said, there's context. Like, ace folks gonna ace. Like, they don't have to explain things to the rest of the planet. If they don't feel like it, they can come to this community, know there's other folks like them, and just sort of let go and meet people vent ask advice things like that love it yeah i just i just love how intentional her has been also you specifically since starting clearly have been really intentional so i think that's awesome i appreciate that it's it's something that you know it's really important to me and even among moderators like how can you have asexual people on your team in your life and then not create a space for them you know to thrive and and find each other so always working always a work in progress but always trying to be as inclusive and big of a community as possible i love that yeah we're definitely gonna have to share a bunch of those like individual communities on our socials so people know because i'm sure that people don't even know that those exist Mm -hmm. and they should absolutely yeah that's awesome all right well on that note is it time, in, Ellie? Let's go into our Q and Gay. I'm so ready for this. Q, 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 and Gay. Question number one: What's your favorite kind of queer event? A. Dance party. B. Trivia. C. Speed dating. Or D. Drag show. That's such a good question. I'm gonna say drag show. I'm gonna go D because <coughs> COVID made me event starved, and it's been too long since I've been to a drag show. So true. And drag kings are having a moment. Especially places like New York and London, like they're popping. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question two. Do you prefer A, online community, B, in-person community, or C, both? I think a healthy answer is both, but for my introverted self, online, definitely. There's no wrong answers here. I met my partner on the internet before it was cool. (laughs) 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 My heart is is on the interwebs. But I do think it's good to get out and, you know, see people do things in person. So healthy balance, but skewed more, much more. We'll allow it. (laughs) Understandable. You're like, my entire job is pretty much online community. So I'm going to skew there. Which is why it's nice to not be on there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just be like, if I look at my phone one more time, my head's going to explode. Makes sense. Question number three, which you sort of already answered, but I don't know if it was a dating app. Did you meet your partner on a dating app? A, yes, B, no, or C, not yet? 
No, it was a social media site that is now defunct. But we did live journal. Tell me, it was live journal. It was not. It was Vampire Freaks. Oh, which wow! Was a god. I would not. MySpace I would not have guessed situation. that next. Let's be real. They still exist as a store and stuff, but their social community has has shut down. That's awesome that that was ever a thing. I did not know about that, but that seems amazing. Bring it back, Ellie. Myself, Bring it like, back. Industrial music. And then, like, sort of, there was, like, horror roleplay cults. And, like, they, they called groups cults. Because, of course, they did. Um, so there were, like, movie groups and, like, horror groups and music movie groups cults. and like that. And horror cults. Yeah, movie cults yeah, yeah. and horror cults. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Naturally. <laughs> okay, question four. What's your favorite kind of lesbian profile pick on a dating app out of A, pride pick, B, sports team pick, C, pick with their X cropped out, or D, professional headshot? Sports all day, every day, because I'm the most unathletic human being on the planet, and I'm just jealous that you are good enough at a thing to be on a team. Like, that's admirable. Can't go wrong. <laughs> We all love a girl in a jersey. Come on. (laughs) Or a lesbian with a fish. (laughs) Let us know. Uh, Have you seen, like, there's those TikTok videos of, like, those (laughs) girls who, like, draw, like, little, like, mustaches on themselves and they, like, pretend pretend to be dudes and they're like, oh, like, she's a six, but she whatever. I don't know if you've seen those, but that's what I envision. (laughs) It's like those girls with mustaches and a fish. And a fish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number five. Where do you find queer community? A, dating apps, B, social media, C, bars, or D, events? Personally, for me, it's it's that online community all day, every day. Dating apps, personally, obviously, I'm biased. But even before I worked there, that that's where my people were. Um, but events can be so much fun and can be such... I'm always surprised. I'm always like, I hate events. I don't want to go. And then I always have the best time and then I forget. So <laughs> my answer is dating apps, but somewhere in my psyche, somewhere my brain would probably argue with you. <laughs> nice. Great answers. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Jill, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to talk about community. I can do it all day, every day, and I do. So thank you for giving me a spotlight to do that. If, I appreciate if it. If people do want to keep talking to you about it, uh, let our listeners know where can they find you, and then where can they also uh, find and sign up on Her? Absolutely. The Her store is available uh, both on Android and Apple, so you can find both in the Play Store. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Her Social app. My personal handle is J.O. Soul. I sometimes talk about gay shit. Mostly it's me looking at my garden and posting <laughs> food pictures. But if you find that sort of thing delightful, go for it. <laughs> Love it. So you heard it here, listeners. Sign up for her. Check out the community apps. Let us know what you think. Jill, thank you so much. This has been awesome. And thank you so much. This has been this has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. Let me hear you say hip, 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 We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. Starting with, we want to shout out one of our patrons, uh, Silver Rose Wolf, who tweeted at us with a book recommendation about Delilah Green Doesn't Care and the sequel to it, the name of which I am blanking on. But I've had Delilah Green Doesn't Care on my what's it called on the app Kindle? yeah like T- tbr list but it's also like on my list at our library like we use our library's app and and like borrow ebooks and stuff so it's been on there for a while i'm just on hold waiting for it so i'm excited i've heard nothing but good things about it and please send us more book recs if you've got them we're always interested also want to give a shout out to christina jennings who reached out to us on instagram said that they recently found the podcast and they're obsessed thank you for making it Thanks, Christina. Um, <laughs> but also recommended Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion for Should Have Been Gay. Have you seen that movie, Lee? I have, but God, not in a while. That movie is absolute chaos. And I yeah. agree. Done. I feel like it's a great Should Have Been Gay. We're adding it to the list. Thank you for the recommendation. 
As always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Tanya Ferguson, Sarah and Julia, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., and Sophia Phillips, and our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Andrea Doucette, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you all so much. We could not continue making the podcast without your support and the support of all of our patrons. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at lesshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at lesshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up every week. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash lesshangoutpod to catch them. Les Hang Out is an independently produced show. It's hosted by us. Our audio production is done by Ellie. Our production assistant is Krista Murison. And various other graphics and Twitter shenanigans are by me. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love hearing what you have to say, and it helps new people find the show. If you want to join our Patreon, you get access to ad-free episodes, our patron-only Discord chat, Les Central's viewing parties, all sorts of other good stuff. You can find that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash lesshop. We have all kinds of teas, tanks, totes, and mugs. You're going to find the perfect gay thing on there at bit.ly slash shop. Remember, we also have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at Dollar Bean Prod. Or at our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can listen to all the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. And if you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to find us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.